Right on, right on, right on. All right. Hey, guys, what's going on? My name is Chris Haquez, and this is your Best Life Defined. So here's the question of the day. Are you playing it safe? Are you making choices to ensure your future? You know, I don't want to go out too far on the limb here. I don't want to do that because that might be a little dangerous or it might compromise what I've acquired here. This little, this little, uh, this little nest that I've created for myself got the house the car all this stuff I got that secure job that job that's going to pay me the 30 years it takes to pay off that mortgage right that's safe right COVID-19 kind of should have taught you something should have taught you something about what safe really is when you think about it see we were all safe we were all doing well life was going good nothing could i mean there are a lot of things could be better but it wasn't bad was it wasn't bad we're just hanging out doing our thing living our life and then all of a sudden covid19 comes the world shuts down and we still aren't sure what the future holds for us so much for playing it safe right there you are you you you, when i when when i told people we were going to sell the house and buy a fifth wheel they thought we were crazy they said well you're freaking crazy you're nuts that's nuts who would who does that you, you can't be safe in a fifth wheel. And that was really what it came down to. Well, what do you do? You don't have a home. They get all scared. It's almost like, oh my God. You mean you're out there in the world moving around like animals? <laughs> there we are. Me and Sandy, we just a herd. Just RVers. We're just a herd of animals that no one understands. Just wander from one point to the other point. Hanging out where the where the drinks are cheap. You know, find where the food's cheap, where the company's good, right? That, that's crazy. Why would you want to live a life like that? <laughs> I, I got to laugh at this idea of playing it safe. And the reason I have to laugh at it is because it's such, it's such bullshit. It really is. When you think about it, imagine someone woke up today. Someone woke up today with all kinds of plans and all kinds of things they're still going to do. And they live in that house and they have the, the confidence in knowing the home will be there and the job will be there and they can make their bills and they can live their life. And guess what? Something's going to happen today and their life is going to end. Ooh. See, no one wants to talk about that that issue. See, we're never safe. No matter what decision you make, you're not ever truly safe. I mean, even as I sit here and speak, how in the hell do I know that the chunk of some massive asteroid isn't going to suddenly break off and hit Grand Rapids, Michigan? The truth is I don't. The truth is I hope I hope it doesn't happen that way, but I mean, the fact that it could or it may is real. I mean, it could possibly happen or even worse than that, just maybe in, a, in the next five minutes while I'm recording this, all of a sudden I just drop dead of a heart attack. That's why I kind of, it's kind of a trick for me. It's kind of a trick for me to try and figure out how I can share that with you in a way that doesn't offend you because I know right now so there are some people who are thinking, what are you talking about? There's nothing wrong with my life. There's nothing wrong with my life. Well, no, there isn't anything wrong with your life except for you're not going anywhere. The days are ticking by. And how many days have ticked by since the last time something significant happened in your life to make it better? It's ticking away. And the reason it's ticking away in part is because you've been taught by your parents that this is, this is the ideal life. This is, what we, this is what we should do when we grow up. Why would you go against it? Your parents did it. Your grandparents did it. Your great-grandparents did it to some degree. The house, the car, the kids. It's okay to be in debt for 30 years and never get a chance to go spend the summer in Bar Harbor, Maine or go to the to Bahamas or any of those things that the television shows tell us we should. 
all those amazing things because in the end the hard sell is about playing it safe it's this idea that by owning the house and that job and we have some sort of security and yet throughout history we see repeatedly instances of where no matter what you did you're not safe even now the hurricane just went through uh florida and alabama on the border of florida and alabama all those people in those houses they bought well we can retire down here it'll be a nice place we don't have to shovel snow everything's good hey and all of a sudden life says bam <laughs> that's part of the reason that sandy and i didn't jump jumped off into this thing we're doing that's the reason that sandy and i decided that it was much better for us to go ahead and risk it and not play it safe and go ahead and go explore the world is simply because, I mean, my dad, everything was going good the day before my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And a few months later, he was gone. And my dad never did any of the things he truly dreamed of doing. He wanted to own a big diesel pusher motorhome. He wanted to have a big 400 horsepower Cummins driving his motorhome down the road. But fear, playing it safe, wanting that security, that false sense of security that comes from being like everyone else, kept him from that. What are you missing out on because you're playing it safe? And, and more important than that, what are you afraid of? If the job or the life or the relationship you have isn't working right now, why play it safe? The only if, There's nothing at risk with making it better, right? There's nothing at risk with taking that challenge because let's say you step out in your relationship and you decide to develop a new strategy. Maybe you and your partner listen to read Brene Brown's, one of Brene Brown's books and you lay in bed every night, and it's that moment where you just read the book, and then you go to sleep, and then you wait till the next morning to talk about what you thought of that book, of what you learned that night before. Kind of scary, huh? Ooh, you want to have an intimate conversation with your partner about stuff that could make somebody cry, that could bring up some damage that we've done to each other? Oh, my goodness. So let's say that you're, you're getting what I'm putting down because the truth is, in reality, it comes down to this. No matter what you do in your life, there are some predictables and there aren't. And the one thing is you cannot predict what tomorrow will bring us as a whole. This, this RV, this life I'm doing, this podcast, this could be the last podcast I ever do. Who knows, right? So why would I choose to do things like everyone else. I already know how the story ends because my dad lived that story. Buy the house, the car, work 30 years, do the things you putter around your yard. I know how that ends. I do. It happens every day. Someone you know, someone you know is involved in something where they're saying goodbye to someone who just ran out of gas. They just stopped going. So what can you do about it? Well, even if you're not ready to take any action at all, even if you're not ready to do what Sandy and I did or to go after your dream to be a pilot or something like that, there's nothing stopping you from thinking about it. There's nothing stopping you from setting aside time every day to have a discussion with the person you share your life with or the people you share your life with and say, hey guys, what do you think? What do you think? Would you, is there some way that we can actually explore this world that would be better than what we're doing now? Can we do a better job of living? 
That's really what it comes down to. Can we do a better job of living? If, if the answer is yes, and the way to make that answer yes is simply find something worth doing. Yeah, it's scary. Change is always scary. But it's not, it's, but it, but not because you're truly at risk, but because you're at risk of maybe failing or there's a, there's an element of not of the unknown. And for most of it, it's about being different. I've, I've grown accustomed to being different. I was a different, different as a kid. I mean, once my mom and dad got a divorce, I was out there on my own. I didn't have, I don't even recall having a best friend until I was in high school. I didn't ever have a best friend. I wasn't no, I was nobody's best friend, if you can imagine that. So when I look at the the struggles or the things most people should are afraid of, I think I'm like, well, what what's the worst that can happen, right? What's the worst that can happen in any given scenario? Well, if you do your if you do your planning right and you take steps to not make it worse, you fail. Okay, it's not as cool. It wasn't really quite as cool as I thought it was going to be. All right. And I, I have to admit, let me just get back to that. So one of the things I didn't realize about RVing is that not everything in my life, like yours, is amazing. Some of it's just mundane. Sometimes you just wake up and you're like, ah, what do you want to do today? And partly it's because, can you imagine waking up tired of playing? I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be 59 this year, so... I don't have that endurance that I used to have. Granted, I still stay pretty busy. I mean, we walked, what, five miles yesterday, and then I kayaked two miles up the river and back. Okay, so I stay pretty busy, but I just don't have that energy. So sometimes you sit in your house or when it's raining, and you and you might question what you're doing. But it's given us access in between those moments to all kinds of things we wouldn't be doing. If I had a house right now, a conventional house, there's a lot more time involved in working unless of course I I bid it I, I I contract it all out which there's going to be a lot of it I do when I do move back into a conventional house but by playing it safe you're not you're not actually creating safety in your life what you're doing is you're creating a facade of safety because the reality is what's what can happen to you no matter what your life looks like sure you have a storm shelter but the storm shelter isn't going to save you from cancer the storm shelter isn't going to save you from a heart attack. The, the shelter, the, the storm shelter isn't going to save you from economic distress or disaster. And it didn't save you from COVID-19 either, did it? It didn't save any of us from COVID-19. I don't know. I think I think really when it comes down to it, we get one chance. And that's that's the culmination of anything I've ever said to you comes down to one thing. Regret. It comes down to waking up, being able to say, you know what, I did a good job. I'm doing a good job of, of this thing called living. I'm I'm it's connected. I find energy and there's goodness that comes from it. That's why I do this. There's goodness that comes from this. Someone is going to listen and then they're gonna walk away and go, Man, that guy's boring. But guess what's gonna happen? They're gonna come back and I'm gonna keep being there and they're gonna come back and they're gonna check again. It's gonna get a little better and they're gonna start rolling with it, and all of a sudden it's gonna make sense. If you're playing it safe, the other thing to consider in this whole conversation about playing it safe is if you're playing it safe, you're teaching your kids to play it safe. You're teaching your kids that the change is bad, that the unknown is scary. The unknown is no more scary than where you are right now because whatever you fear can happen where you are right now. 
I mean, it doesn't matter. There were actors. Can you imagine how many people in the entertainment industry are broke right now or are struggling right now? I'm not talking about the people, the stars. I'm talking about the support staff and the cameramen and those those less known actors and actresses. Can you imagine what that's like? And they did everything they could. They put money and uh, saved money and they were frugal and, and they did all the things they did right because they were looking for that big break. And what did life do? It had handed them what life does, the unexpected. And no, they're no longer safe. Financially, their financial safety is gone. So you, as you sit back on this, and I'm getting ready to shut this down because... Well, I think I've said enough, but as you sit back and you go through your day, ask yourself and think about how truly safe you are. And more than that, is it worth what you're giving up in the opportunities and adventure that you might have otherwise in pursuing your best life? There's no reason this message isn't coming, isn't being heard or being followed except for the fact that it's scary to do it. Why, why do I want to add one more thing to my life? And I say, okay, well, don't add one more thing. Face it, be afraid of it, and then take something away from your life. Maybe you don't need that big-ass house. Maybe a smaller house would be good. Although right now in this economy, I don't know how you would ever benefit from selling your house. Because unless you have multiple homes and you're just cashing out on them, you will not find a home that compares with the one you're in right now. Because the... the market is being driven by the idea of scarcity that is that oh my god there's not going to be any houses we're not going to have any place to live and it's so prevalent that what's funny about it is that sandy and i even got into that to some degree we were looking at a house and i mentioned it quite a while back but we were looking at a house and it was high way way overpriced and and it didn't really nearly fit what we wanted what we wanted in a home i mean we're going to pick the next home it's going to be a, a good fit for us or we're going to be able to make it a good fit right but there we are we're sitting in this spiral of scarcity where we're thinking oh my god we got to buy it we got to buy it we need to buy it Because we were playing it safe. But the reality is the last decision you ever want to make in your life is a decision based on scarcity. It's based on the idea that if you don't get that, it won't come back. It'll never be available. There will never be another one available. That's scary. That is scary. That's what drives people into buying vehicles they can't afford and buying houses they can't afford. And those aren't the kind of decisions I'm talking about when I say the tragedy of playing it safe. When I talk about the tragedy of playing it safe. The tragedy of playing it safe is, is, not, is not doing it like you. The tragedy of playing it safe comes in when your decisions aren't based on who you are and what inspires you, but rather on what's popular and what feels comfortable to you. I guarantee you, Sandy and I, we often talk about our lack of friends. We don't really have any real friends that stay in contact with us on a regular basis. I don't remember the last time I got a call from one of my friends that I spent years sharing an office with. Because it just, it's hard for people to adapt and to embrace people who are different than them. And that's one of the reasons we play it safe. So will you wake up tomorrow energized about the things you're going to do? Will you wake up tomorrow, fall right into step with everyone else and just keep rolling like, like, uh, like everyone else, like a good little soldier? 
Or will you stop worrying about your safety and start worrying about what you're missing out on? The decision is yours. Pick it up. Pick up the conversation. Start talking a story about what could be. And eventually, I guarantee it, if you keep ta- telling yourself that story and having that conversation, eventually that conversation is going to turn into what you have. To turn into what you create. That's how it starts. So keep that in mind. I am really excited about being here. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I wake up every day thinking to myself, thank you for giving me this opportunity. I'm so thankful. That brings me to that other point. Make sure that you're thankful. Instead of going out in the world with an angry heart, step out in the world with a kind heart and a, th- and a thankful heart. Because it's only in counting our blessings that we gain true appreciation for what's possible. So keep that in mind. Share the word, share the message, share the podcast, please. I appreciate it. As always, I will continue to show up. I hope you do the same. Until next time, just remember, today's your day. Make it a good one.